Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. So have you ever wondered what happens to terrorists that are caught illegally crossing the border? Have you ever wondered, like, do we do anything to stop them or to find out if they may be planning something under Biden's America, right, where we have a wide open border and we're catching now, you know, 10, 12, 15 terrorists a month coming across the southern border. Yeah, they're not planning anything. They're just wanting to come to a better country, right? The same terrorists that hate America and say death to America and Allah Akbar. Yeah, they're coming into this country. They're on the terrorist watch list. But what do we actually do? Well, here's something that's going to scare the hell out of you. There is a new story that has just hit. This story coming from the Daily Caller and their investigation group. Terrorists caught illegally crossing the border were allowed to roam free for nearly a year, a new memo states. That's right, federal authorities caught a terrorist at the U.S. southern border, this is under Biden's America, and released the terrorist into the country where the terrorists roamed freely for nearly a year before being arrested in Minnesota just days ago. That according to an internal federal memo, exclusively obtained by the Daily Caller News Foundation. The unnamed terrorist, who the memo, memo only identifies as a member of the Somali terror group Al-Shabaab, which, by the way, hates America and has no problem telling you they want to kill every American and, you know, they just want to, like, blow us up. But that, that, don't worry about that. We let this guy just hang out for a year. He was released shortly after being caught illegally crossing the southern border in California on March the 13th of 2023. Okay, so March 13th of last year. Look at the date today. 
According to the memo, which the DCNF is not publishing in order to protect the identity of a confidential source, the terrorist screening center deemed him a, quote, mismatch after running his name through the terror watch list, according to the memo, which was then sent to Immigration and Customs Enforcement officials, also known as ICE. However, on January the 18th of 2024, the Terrorist Screening Center made a redetermination, that's their words, made a redetermination, so it took them a year to actually check in on said terrorist, that the individual was, quote, in fact, a confirmed member of Al-Shabaab, And was involved in the use, the manufacture, or transport of explosives or firearms, the memo states. Two days later, I snabbed the Al-Shabaab member in Minneapolis, Minnesota, a huge hotbed of Muslim activists, terrorists, and jihadists. Border Patrol, just so you know, caught 172 Individuals, that's not the gotaways, that's the ones they caught. 172 terror watch list suspects attempting to enter the U.S. illegally during the fiscal year 2023. So if you do the math on that, and and, and this is what's happening with the Democrats, again, purposely having an open border. The new numbers are 172 in the last fiscal year. You divide that by 12, that means 14.3 terrorists on average are being caught per month. 14.3. So one every other day. A, a, a person that we have on a terrorist watch list is being caught coming across the southern border every other day during Biden's last year in charge of the border. You think they're coming here because they love America? Or do you think they're coming here because they want to destroy America? If you're on the terrorist watch list, you're not like pro-America, folks. You have to understand about the mentality of an individual that gets on the terrorist watch list. Former Homeland Security officials say the constant uh, dilution of illegal immigrants hitting the southern border is making it easier for terrorists, right, bad actors, to slip into the country. Quote, Many within the Biden administration, including Secretary Mayorkas, have repeatedly assured us that the vetting process at the border is, quote, comprehensive and complete. That is what a retired ICE field director who now sits on the National Immigration Center for Enforcement Board told the Daily Caller. Quote, however, we continue to witness alarming instances where terrorists are able to freely roam the United States for months after being released, after we catch them, and then we're releasing them because we have a catch-and-release policy, including now for the terrorists that we catch at the border before their criminal and terrorist histories come to light. Well, when you've got 10,000 coming across every day, right, you got to speed them up because you don't want to have a backlog at the border and then the media actually cover it. So what do you do? You release them as soon as you catch them. And then if you find out you released a terrorist, well, eventually we just go find them a year later. The number of suspected terrorists caught trying to illegally cross the southern border continues to grow. Border Patrol agents, this is important that you understand, apprehended 50 Different illegal immigrants on the terrorist watch list between October and December of last year. According to federal data, for comparison, there were a total of 30 such encounters when Donald Trump was president. So 
You look at October, November, and December, we had 50 terrorists that we caught coming across the southern border. 50. When Donald Trump was president from, from, from basically the fiscal year 2017 to 2020, there were a total of 30 such encounters. Quote, the situation is greatly endangering our nation. And it is clear that our safety is dependent on enforcing our immigration laws and securing the border. Mass release of illegal immigrants under the Biden administration have placed immense pressure on the Biden administration and their federal authorities to move people through the system quickly, as I mentioned a moment ago, because they don't want them to stack up. And then you get to actually see a picture of how many people are sitting at the border going to be released into the United States of America. They want to send them through. They're not checking who these people are. They're just sending them through. Quote, people have been released prior to completed record checks being returned on a subject is problem number one which would not allow proper processing and placement of a potential terrorist once those results were known, an ICE official has confirmed. So they're knowingly and willingly doing this, the Biden administration. They know that they're not able to do a complete background check, a records check on the individuals that they're releasing into the United States of America interior. They, they're, they're, they're deliberately and purposely doing this. Now, Border Patrol can only hold migrants in custody for up to 72 hours, but it often takes much longer, we've now been told, to receive information from background checks. So they're admitting now that they could fix this law, they could change the law, they could change how we're holding these people, but they're not doing it because they're more afraid of the optics of you understanding how many people are coming across the southern border because if there's a backlog and they start backing up, then then it looks really bad for them, right? Then it becomes a humanitarian crisis, right? So instead, you just let them go, and then you get their background check back a year later because there's no urgency on the background check. And you're like, oh, crap, we just let a jihadist terrorist from Al-Shabaab go, okay, well, maybe we should, like, send marshals to go find that guy a year later. Quote, the overburdening of the Border Patrol with the excessive amount of illegal border crossers has forced faster processing times, which doesn't allow for a more vigorous initial investigation into a migrant's background. The background checks currently being run only initially search out criminal history, specifically in the United States of America, and does not look at criminal history outside of its borders. That could take days, weeks, or months to connect derogatory information coming from other databases, the whistleblowers are now saying. In fact, there were 860,000 individuals who are known to have snuck into the country illegally without apprehensions in 2023. All right, I want to tell you real quick about Patriot Mobile. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're literally the only one. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks. What does that mean to you? It means you get the same coverage that you're accustomed to. But you're doing it without funding the left. You may not know that Big Mobile gives massive donations to Planned Parenthood, to Democratic candidates, causes, and organizations. Why give your money to a group of people that literally hate your values, hate what you stand for, hate your family traditional Christian values? 
That is why I switched to Patriot Mobile. And when you switch, you're sending a message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, as well as our military, our veterans, and our first responder heroes. They make switching easy. 100% U.S.-based customer service team. Plus, you can keep your same cell phone number or upgrade your phone to a new phone or keep the one you've got in your hand as well. And the most important part, every time you pay your bill, they take a percentage of your bill every month and give it back to conservative causes that you help choose to support. So check them out, patriotmobile.com slash Ferguson. That's patriotmobile.com slash Ferguson. Or 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation when you use the offer code FERGUSON. That's patriotmobile.com slash Ferguson or 972-PATRIOT. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know... Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I also just want to take a moment to think about the number I just gave you. There were 860,000 individuals who we know. That means we saw them but couldn't get to them. Cameras caught them, but we couldn't get to them who have snuck into this country illegally without apprehension in 2023. That doesn't count, by the way, those that got across the southern border that we didn't see on camera, that we didn't catch on camera. There's 860,000 that we saw and we just couldn't get to them. 
This on top of the millions that are coming in that we do catch and then release. Many within the Biden administration, including Secretary Mayorkas, have repeatedly assured us that the vetting process of the border is comprehensive and complete. However, we continue to witness alarming instances where terrorists are able to freely roam the United States for months after being released to the southern border before their criminal and terrorist histories come to light. The situation is greatly endangering our nation, and it's clear that our safety is dependent on enforcing our immigration laws and securing the border, whistleblowers are now saying. If there is a terrorist attack, and I, I, based on what I'm seeing now, I have little doubt that there is a clear planned attack that is being planned right now inside the United States of America. And I don't say that to fear monger. I say that based on the reality. If you have a massive influx of terrorists coming into the United States of America, an average of 14.3 that are being caught per month, and then of those being caught, many of them are being released, and then you've got 50 that came in just in a two-and-a-half-month period at the end of the year that we caught. That doesn't count the ones that got away because there had to be some terrorists that got through the southern border that we don't know about, and there had to be some terrorists in the 860 thousand individuals who are known to have snuck into the country illegally without us apprehending them this, this is this is total insanity go back to the terrorists that we just allowed to roam free in this country that we caught in minneapolis minneapolis is a hotbed for muslim illegal activity a lot of muslim and those on terrorist watch lists have been caught in minneapolis st paul area there is a huge number of muslims there I want to be clear. I'm not saying that all Muslims are terrorists. What I am saying is since 9-11, we have seen a significant number of people that have been arrested in Minneapolis-St. Paul because it is a hotbed for where radicals go and where they live and where they hang out with others. You look at this guy that was a terrorist that we found after we already caught him and then let him go. So what does the U.S. government say about Al-Shabaab, well, let me tell you exactly what the Biden U.S. government says. The U.S. government has considered Al-Shabaab a foreign terrorist organization since 2008. The terrorist group operates in Somalia and has also committed attacks in Kenya and Uganda, according to the National Counterterrorism Center. In fact, our military, U.S. forces, killed three Al-Shabaab terrorists in a self-defense airstrike on January the 21st at the request of the Somali government. So if you don't think that Al-Shabaab terrorists hate us, you're stupid because we're killing them. You want to know what they've done in their in their history? Let's talk about Al-Shabaab and what an Al-Shabaab attack actually looks like. This is a guy that we let hang out for a year in our country, and we caught him knowing he was a terrorist, but we let him go. Al-Shabaab has carried out bombings. What type of bombings? Well, they include their hallmark, which is suicide terrorist attacks. And the group has assassinated Somali peace activists as well. They have assassinated international aid workers. They have assassinated journalists. They have assassinated numerous civil society figures. That also according to the National Counterterrorism Center. How big can their attacks get? The terror group carried out a 2013 attack on at that Westgate Mall in Nairobi. You remember that? It went viral because it was put on TV. That 2013 attack on that Westgate Mall in Nairobi killed 67 people. That doesn't count the hundreds that were injured. And in 2017, they killed 
hundreds of civilians in Mogadishu through not one, but two suicide attacks. Now, after the Hamas attack on Israeli civilians on October the 7th, federal authorities warned the Border Patrol to, quote, be on alert for Hamas, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, and Hezbollah terrorists attempting to illegally cross the southern border. How the hell do you do that if you have 10,000 a day and you're not checking their backgrounds when you do catch them? On top of the 870,000 last year that we didn't catch, that we caught on video coming to the country, but no one grabbed them. That doesn't count, again, the ones that got into this country that we don't know about. So the federal government is saying after the attack on October the 7th against the Jews and America backing Israel and knowing that we're a target, they warned the Border Patrol, the same Border Patrol that they refused to allow them to do their job, But hey, guys, be on alert for Hamas and Palestinian Islamic jihadists and Hezbollah terrorists attempting to illegally cross the southern border, according to an internal memo obtained by the Daily Caller. Quote, it is clear that our safety is dependent on enforcing our immigration laws and securing the border. That is another quote from one of the whistleblowers of all the information that I just gave you. You want to know what ICE said about this? They were asked for comment by the Daily Caller News Foundation, and let me tell you exactly what ICE said. ICE didn't respond for requests for comment because you don't want to talk about this. You want to be super quiet about this. You don't want to talk about it. No, you want to be quiet. This is something you need to be super quiet about. Super, super, super quiet. This is Biden's America. A wide-open border, no enforcement, on purpose, deliberately allowing for a wide open border, allowing, on average, since he's been in office, 14.3 terrorists on the watch list a month to be caught coming across the southern border, and then some of them being allowed to roam free for nearly a year. This on top of a skyrocketing number that has increased coming across our southern border. Border Patrol agents caught 172 terrorist watch list suspects attempting to enter the U.S. illegally during the fiscal year 2023. Those numbers continue to go up. Border Patrol agents apprehended 50 illegal immigrants on the terror watch list in October, November, and December of last year alone, according to the federal data. Right after that attack that took place in Israel, we apprehended 50 individuals on the terrorist watch list. For comparison, I go back to this. There were a total of 30 such terrorists that were caught when Donald Trump was president from 2017 to 2020. Meaning that in a month, because of our open border, there are more terrorists on the watch list than the four years that he was the president of the United States of America. Do not tell me that we can't secure the border. Donald Trump did it. This president saying, I don't care. And when there is a terrorist attack that is going to happen in this country, clearly they're planning something. They're not coming to America because they love America. The terrorists hate America. So if you're a terrorist coming into America, the chance that you're here for a better life are about 0.0. And when something happens, and I hope it doesn't, but when it does, you need to understand they knew about it and they didn't care. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. This also coming after that Jordan drone strike that killed American troops. Who are these? The who is the Islamic resistance in Iraq, and what is Tower Twenty Two? Is a question many of you have been asking. So I'm going to explain that to you, so you understand this group that went after the Americans. All right. The group that claimed responsibility for the deadly attack on U.S. military base in Northeast Jordan is what everybody has been talking about. Three U.S. service personnel were killed. Dozens were wounded after a drone. Apparently, from what we understand, it's a drone that you could buy at a store, dropped a bomb uh, on this military base, uh, this outpost in Jordan that is known as Tower 22. It lies on the border with Iraq and Syria. U.S. President Joe Biden has blamed the Iranian-backed militants for the attack and said we will hold all those responsible for account at a time and in a manner of our choosing. I'm not sure I believe him. Iran has denied, of course, any involvement in the attack, but Islamic resistance in Iraq have claimed responsibility as part of the efforts. What makes me even more upset about this is the fact that we have a president that knew that this was happening. We had more than 100-plus attacks that have happened since on, on American troops installations in the Middle East since the attack on Israel just four months ago. This has been galvanized by the Israeli-Hamas war. 
to try to drive U.S. troops out of Iraq and out of Syria, seeing as an opportunity, saying, hey, they already got out of Afghanistan. Maybe we can drive these troops out of Iraq and Syria. So who are the Islamic resistance in Iraq is a question you may ask. Well, the attack on the U.S. base was that, that's now been claimed by the Islamic resistance in Iraq, a term used to describe a loose coalition of Iranian-backed militias that oppose U.S. support for Israel in the war in Gaza and American troops being in Iraq. Membership of the group is deliberately vague, allowing each armed group to level a plausible deniability, according to the Atlantic Council. There is evidence, strong evidence, suggesting, I would argue, proving that Iran's Revolutionary Guard plays a major coordinating role with this group. On Sunday, the Islamic resistance in Iraq said they targeted U.S. personnel with drones at three locations in Syria, including two bases near where the bo- where it borders with Iraq, Syria, and Jordan meet. But it was not immediately clear if the group was referring specifically to the attack that killed the U.S. troops. Since the outbreak of the Israeli-Gaza war, the group has claimed responsibility for at least 20 attacks on U.S. forces in Iraq and Syria. What has America done in response? Not a damn, ta- not a damn thing. Biden is weak, and they know they can do whatever the hell they want. In total, U.S. forces have now come under attack more than 150 times by Iranian-backed groups in Iraq and Syria, causing at least 70 casualties before Sunday's attack, most of them traumatic brain injuries. Now, what is Tower 22? Something else you need to know, this U.S.-based Tower 22. Tower 22 occupies a strategically important location in Jordan at the most northern, northeastern point where the country borders meet Syria and Iraq. That's why we have it there in Jordan. Little is publicly known about the base. But what it is, is it is a small group that houses a small number of U.S. troops across the border in Syria in an area near Tamf. It's been key in the fight against Islamic State, known as ISIS, and has assumed a role as part of a U.S. strategy to contain Iran's military buildup in eastern Syria. Tower 22 is located close enough to U.S. troops at Tamf that it could support them, while also potentially countering Iran-backed militants in the area and allowing troops to keep an eye on remnants of ISIS in the region. Now, since the start of the Syrian conflict all the way back in 2011, Washington has spent hundreds of millions of dollars to help Jordan set up an elaborate surveillance system known as the Border Security Program to stem in, in the infiltration of militants from Syria and Iraq crossing the border. The kingdom has hundreds of U.S. trainers and is one of the few regional allies that holds extensive exercises with U.S. troops throughout the year. Late last year, Amman asked Washington to deploy Patriot Air Defense Systems to bolster its border defense. It has requested more aid to tackle drones used in the multi-billion dollar drug war along the border with Syria, which Amman blames on pro-Iranian militias that hold sway in southern Syria. Right now, there are about 2,500 U.S. troops in Iraq and 900 in northeast Syria to support operations against remnants of ISIS. That according to the Atlantic Council numbers. It is unclear how many U.S. troops are stationed on Tower 22 that was hit. It's also unclear where are the types of weapons that are kept, the air defense used, and what exactly went wrong in this attack that allowed for a drone to drop a bomb. 
Now, you look at all the information that I just gave you, and the part that is the most frustrating to me specifically is the fact that we have a president of the United States of America who has been saying over and over again, oh, we've got this, right? Over and over and over and over and over again, he's like, we've got it under control. We know what's going on. I have warned them not to act. I have warned them, referring to Iran, that they better not get involved. Well, guess what? They are involved. They, they are involved, and they know it. Axios put out an article just five hours ago. Their headline, War Pressure Grows as Biden Plans Military Response to Deadly Jordan Attack. President Biden and other top U.S. officials discussed Sunday a significant military response against pro-Iranian militias over the, the drone attack near the Jordan-Syrian border that killed three American soldiers and wounded more than 30 others. A U.S. official with intel briefed on the matter told Axios. Why it matters, the White House and Pentagon are hoping to calibrate their retaliation to contain the growing risk of regional war. But pressure for more significant action is brewing on Capitol Hill. We don't want war, but those who are behind this attack need to feel our response, a U.S. official said Sunday night for the report. When you have a weak president, this is what happens. When you have, in essence, 150 attacks on U.S. troops in the region since the Israel-Hamas war began on October the 7th, you have to respond because if you don't, they're going to keep doing it. And what they realize is you have a weak president that you can screw with. We shall respond, Biden vowed Sunday during an evening in Sa- during an evening event in South Carolina after requesting a moment of silence for the fallen soldiers. What he should have been doing is he should have been doing his damn job and not and it should have taken 150 attacks before you wake the you know what up and do your damn job as president. I want to be clear, this was avoidable. Let me say that again. I want to be clear, this was avoidable. They do an attack, you don't respond. They do another attack, you don't respond. They do two or three more attacks, you don't respond. They do 10 more attacks, they don't respond. You do 20 more attacks, they don't respond. You do 100 more attacks, they don't respond. You get up to 150 and we still haven't responded. What the hell did you think was going to happen? Did you really think, Mr. President, that you could just look the other way? Did you really think that you could just look the other way and this would just somehow stop on its own? Did you think you could look the other way and at some point they were going to be they were going to be successful or not be successful at killing an American troop? Lack of leadership has real consequences. Lack of leadership from this president has significant consequences. Lack of leadership from the president of the United States of America costs these Americans their lives and everyone truly needs to understand that. Make sure you share this podcast with your family and your friends. Share it on social media. Please write us a five-star review, and I will see you back here tomorrow. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are, leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts 
of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.